Okay. Well, this morning uh, we were we thought had some thoughts on our mind, and then the Lord began to give us a a message while we was in the bathroom getting ready for church. And uh, it's a uh, though it's a passage of scripture that we haven't read here as of late, but um, it's a running theme, and uh, seems like that we that we've preached on many times here at this church. And but you know what? That's okay. And then you go to church and your dad preaches the message on it. And so, you know, that's okay. But sometimes we feel as if it were that we're beating on a dead horse. But that's okay too. Because um, there was a prophet by the name of Ezekiel. And he had a vision of a valley of dried bones. And it don't really tell or go into what these bones consisted of entirely. Um, if, I'm, I'm, if I'm almost certain of that, I need to search that out. Of all the, what all the dry bones consisted of. But we know that when he preached to them, they arose, right? And they came to life. So it's all right if you be a dead horse. If you uh, obey the, the word of the Lord, if you repent of your sin... There is life even for dead horses. Ain't that wonderful? Um, so we're going to read in two different places. Uh, these are um, uh, two verses that speak about the same thing, but in a different way, I reckon you could say. And uh, The Bible says in the third chapter of Romans, if you want to turn there, uh, this, is a, this is a familiar passage of Scripture. I'm afraid that it must be by the way people's lives are and by the way uh, church folk are living that it is a, a, a very misinterpreted passage of Scripture. For it says in the third chapter in the first verse, What advantage then hath the Jew or what profit is there of circumcision? Must every way chiefly, uh, much every way chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. Uh, so without the Jew, we wouldn't have uh, the law. We wouldn't have, now I know there's a lot of, within the Old Testament of the ceremonial law and all this, but uh, the Lord laid down uh, a, a, a law in which civilizations uh, could live by. And uh, uh, many civilizations thereafter uh, have, uh, have passed laws and have uh, uh, shadowed what uh, was laid down in the Old Testament. So then, uh, uh, what advantage then hath the Jew? Well, uh, that they were, uh, co- uh, that unto them were committed uh, the oracles of God. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yea, let every man, uh, uh, yea, let God be the truth but every man a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings and mightest overcome when thou art judged. So here, uh, this is a a passage of Scripture a lot of times that people have quoted, uh, that God be true, but every man a liar. But now that's not for us uh, to read and say that God tells the truth and I'm to tell a lie. I'm afraid uh, there's a lot of people uh, that when they read this, it says, God be true about every man a liar, that somehow uh, 
uh, they don't have the responsibility uh, to tell the truth. Now, I say this somewhat uh, tongue-in-cheek because the Bible says over here in Ephesians, uh, uh, the fourth chapter, it says, uh, if you want to turn there in the 25th verse, uh, uh, wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor. Uh, uh, for we are members one uh, of another. So therefore we know here uh, that Paul's telling the Ephesians uh, uh, and what we read here uh, was in Romans and uh, he's telling the Ephesians here uh, that you are to put away a lie. And that's why we preached the message sometime back. Uh, I, I, I believe that y'all would remember it, uh, that when we repeat something, uh, usually gossip, right? but when we repeat something uh, that's not true, we tell a lie. Uh, uh, that's why it's important uh, uh, not to repeat gossip, right? Uh, uh, because we wouldn't want uh, uh, to speak against the truth. Uh, uh, God forbid. Uh, uh, God be true, uh, but every man a liar. Uh, uh, so what's that even mean? Uh, uh, let's think about that for a minute. Uh, uh, can you imagine uh, uh, this is just some examples. Uh, uh, we ain't aiming that at anybody. We's talking uh, uh, to my son and my nephew. Uh, uh, but if I made the declaration uh, uh, that I obey the game laws uh, uh, in Missouri, uh, and then you come in behind me, uh, and you find a trap in the ground uh, that ain't got a tag with my name on it, uh, what did I just do? Uh, I told a lie, didn't I? Uh, uh, that's why you'll never, <laughs> and I might be get myself in trouble here. I, but that's why you'll never hear Daryl say that I, I kept all the game laws in Missouri. I don't know them all, I, but I try my best to. But I, if you've done much hunting at all, I, you probably I, uh, committed some kind of infraction. I, if it's nothing more I, than taking your gun out I, and not having the plug in it I, I, and it holding more than three rounds I, you could go out and only have one in the barrel I, uh, maybe one I, uh, in the tubular magazine I, and you're within the law no you ain't I, uh, not if that gun I, uh, holds more than the law would allow I, that's why we need to be careful of it I, uh, girls and boys I, if somebody's teasing you I, about liking oh so and so and you say no I don't like him I, and you say, oh yeah, you do. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. I, we all do it, don't we? I, well, then lo and behold, I, six months later, I, when you have moved on I, and your heart's not so tender I, and you wouldn't blush for it to be known, I, you make it known I, that in fact you did. I, like that fellow, what just happened there? I, you're lying. I, uh, this is something. I, we have to make a decision. I, are we going to tell the truth? I, are we going to be part I, of God's truth? I, are we going to be numbered I, with all them I, that tell a lie? I, uh, now think about that for a minute. I, and why does it matter? Because the Lord has called us I, uh, to do what? I, as it says here, Put away line, speaking ever man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. By our, by our lips, people can discern 
what's in our heart. And if we ain't honest, then how can I count on you? This is vitally important. When Daryl says something, you ought to be able to count on it. Somebody mentioned this very week about somebody that bought a convenience store. It hadn't been open in some time. And even then, the person, the seller of that convenience store didn't want just anybody moving in there. They wanted somebody that they wouldn't sell alcohol and this and that. And from my understanding, the interaction that took place was that the price was cheaper if I would commit to not doing that. That if I would commit to being a service within the community, even to where other good people might work. Well, we heard through the grapevine that the reason that store was sold was because somebody's health was failing them. So therefore, I reckon because the circumstances had changed, they didn't have to keep their word anymore. And listen, we've all been there. We all gave our word. And then it would seem like this situation happened and then that situation. But let us not be deceived. The fact still remains somebody's word was broken and that the word was not kept and we've all done it you can't make a promise to do something while you're healthy and then you lose your health and you can't follow through that's why the Bible says let your yay be yay and your nay nay and that we should limit ourselves of extending as it were ourselves. Don't you reckon Daryl at 53 might want to think long and hard before he gets a 30 year note. Why? Because he's making a lot of assumptions that we all make. But that's different when I was 23. Are you with me? And there are all of these instances where we need to choose to do the right thing and the right thing is to speak the truth of God and to say Lord will Lord will and if we would do that I would imagine there'd be a lot of promises we wouldn't make because we wouldn't say I'll see you later down at the old pool hall Lord willing you wouldn't say that or you would say it a different way and say I ain't going down to the old pool hall because it ain't the Lord's will but if we would think this way I'm a fr- I believe we would find ourselves bringing praise to God bringing praise to his church and then being a mark because somebody come to me and wanted my opinion of what went down at this store because even though it has fell on us all where we've gave a word and the circumstances change and we can't keep our word that some make merchandise of the truth some buy it and some sell it some 
Use it to Jew and others. Use it as it were to turn a prophet. And God sees it all. And though it may never be my intention when I tell you and make a promise to you to break it. But when the circumstances change because there are those that make promises knowing, commit to one thing and knowing that the circumstances are going to change and because they've changed now no longer do I have to keep my word you're making merchandise of the truth what you're doing is is you're planning to deceive and though you can say yes but it's out of my control God sees it all and he don't want any one of us uh, to make ourselves out uh, to be a liar uh, and then profess uh, to know the true uh, in the living God uh, it's a shame uh, when there are some that speak uh, that you can't believe a word uh, that they're saying uh, and how do I know that because uh, they will indiscriminately uh, repeat anything uh, that they hear uh, but I'll say it again uh, when you say when you repeat something that isn't true you tell a lie if you tell a lie what's that make you and the Bible says thou shalt not bear false witness thou shalt not as it were tell a lie let God forbid let God be true and every man alive. what would our community be like if we made a declaration that when we spoke we was going to speak the truth of God. Well, let me tell you something. You places you go, the friends you have, all of this is going to be turned up topsy-turvy. Why? Because if your desire is to tell the truth, then you won't avoid the truth. Like we preached Wednesday night, a persecution isn't something to be avoided. It's something to be expected. And that's why in the last days there'll be many called of a few chosen. But what an honor and a privilege. Though the love of many wax cold, God forbid any of us to think that we could do away with the oracles of God. Let God be true and every man a liar. Somebody was telling me about somebody they weren't raised in a Christian home. But yeah, they're having, as it were, some form of devotion with their little child because they don't want their little child to, not, to experience their childhood. One or two things are going to come from that. That's going to draw them to the Lord. Speaking of the parent now, or it's going to draw them far away, ain't it? It's going to show them that no matter, yes, you can be a child like the little children are. I see a little Carolyn up here singing. Oh, don't she have such an expressive face. Oh, but I was looking at her and it's hard to believe that that little sweet girl is an aunt and that she has a nephew and she has a niece and she has another on the way. Oh, I tell you what, we've got a revival coming and if we 
God forbid, do away with any of the oracles. We'll make ourselves out to be a liar. You won't change a thing, bless your heart, if you turn the truth into a lie. You can't do it. Let God be true in every man. A liar is established in the heaven. Satan and all of his angels tried to tear it down, tried to destroy it, only to be cast out on the rear. You can't get there to change it. You'll never see it if it's your desire to live any other way. Oh, but I want to tell you something. If we declare the truth, that's established in heaven that was shared with the Jew long ago that was written in the hearts bless your heart of the Gentile well then we ourselves can see miracles take place and how are they taking how do they take place by walking in the light I said another way by living out the truth uh, you know what? Uh, I guess it's me as well uh, as anybody else. Uh, we was thinking about that. Uh, uh, we've been listening uh, to some of the old services. Uh, uh, I tell you what, my wife and uh, uh, my daughter's doing. Uh, do you remember that old uh, that message uh, uh, that was preached so long ago? There's turmoil in the church, and uh, uh, it was all over Facebook. And uh, uh, we had a uh, we had our pastor, uh, uh, and he preached. Uh, uh, and because uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, uh, it was because of the wickedness uh, of people's heart. That's uh, why they were struggling. Uh, uh, but he made a decision. Uh, listen, uh, it's something that you ought not to be on. Uh, if this is a mess, this is going to cause. There's those that come under the authority, and there are those that rebel. And I can tell you right now, you mark that message. And there was a vein of two different directions. And one went this way, and one went the other. And lo and behold, fast forward, about 20 years maybe, at least 18, 15, I don't know. Time gets away from me. And we come in contact through the workings of the Lord. We didn't know about it. We weren't on Facebook to find them there. But there's a preacher that had put his messages on YouTube. And he started putting his messages on Sermons Audio where we have the church's website. And because of that, it blessed, did it, am I the only one that blessed? Let God be true. And every man a liar, and we got blessed by it. And my daughter and my and my son went all the way down yonder in Tennessee to be in revival with them. And we heard that there's going to be streaming this on Facebook. And so we got on there. We still ain't got in the can. But we got on there. And we listened. And it blessed our heart. And now because of that, one thing's developed into another. And we don't use it. 
uh, for social media uh, outside uh, of spreading the gospel. Uh, and my daughter uh, puts the new messages that we preach. Uh, and my wife uh, puts on old messages uh, from the first year. Uh, and she's working her way this direction. Uh, and because of it, uh, we were saying this uh, uh, before church. Some of you weren't here. Uh, uh, that the visitors uh, uh, just with it. Uh, not uh, uh, since the first of February uh, uh, that the visitors uh, each week that visit our website uh, uh, would fill this church six times over. Uh, uh, the Lord's working a work uh, uh, we're not hearing. Uh, uh, nobody's telling us uh, that they love the message. Uh, but did you hear what the Bible says here? Uh, that the oracles of God uh, was given first to the Jew. Uh, and if you read a little further, uh, a road on the hearts of the Gentiles and listen to me now and though there be those that don't believe it does it change the fact it's still true God forbid that any one of our unbelief would cause anybody to think otherwise cause God be true and every man a liar when you stand before him you're not going to convince him that your ways are higher his. Why? Because if he says it, it establishes it. He could say up is down and down's up. And then it will ever be for from that point on. That'll be how it is. But we can say it all we want to. And we won't change nothing. And we can rebel all we want to. And it won't change the oracles of God. We can pick and choose. We can obey this and disobey that. And all we're doing is solidifying our place in the devil's hell because it ain't those that say Lord, Lord not all of them that say that will enter in listen to me now do you hear what I said we mentioned it in Sunday school uh, that you uh, uh, though you might find yourself uh, in a gospel uh, preaching church uh, there are those uh, that have grown cold on the Lord uh, there are those that have turned dry uh, and have walked in dry places uh, and though they uh, be as empty as they ever was uh, when they come to the Lord uh, they console themselves uh, cause they ain't a whore no more uh, when they were uh, they console themselves because they ain't a drunkard anymore. And they were. They console themselves because of this and because of that. But it is not the nature of old men and old women though some do uh, to live uh, as a teenager again uh, but you're just as empty uh, as you ever been uh, and I want to tell you something uh, if you don't uh, believe the oracles of God uh, you'll stand before him uh, and you'll be empty uh, and you'll be called a liar uh, and the Bible tells me uh, that no liar will enter in uh, does that make you tremble? Uh, it makes me tremble uh, and I'm a preacher and I pray and I preach some message to myself before I ever preach it to you and I preach it to me as well as you and realize that when I repeat something that isn't true I tell a lie 
Now listen, you say, Daryl, God won't hold you accountable for that. Come on, listen. Where's that come from? Listen to me now. Where's that come from? That don't come from heaven. When you die, when you build an abutment, when you build a wall against the gospel, and you have these words, right? You have all these words of the block, the blows, of the fiery darts, not of Satan, but that Jesus is trying to penetrate your soul with. Where, my friend, do those words come from? Well, I'll tell you where they come from. Uh, ultimately, we could say they come from the pits of hell, but that ain't how it works a lot of times. Oh, it come from her aunt when we was just a little child. It come from her mother. It come from this and in that one. And uh, oh, I tell you what, the lies of Satan are as as old uh, uh, as the first lie when he spoke uh, up in heaven uh, about that I uh, I am King of Kings uh, and Lord of Lords. Uh, There's no new thing under the sun. Uh, You thought of a new way to tell a lie? Uh, uh, It's an old way of repeating the same thing. Uh, And you are undone. Uh, You're children are lost and yet you refuse to come to the altar if you call out their name you do it through a multitude of sin and the Bible tells me that the only prayer he'll hear from a sinner is when you beat your chest like the old publican and say oh God have mercy on me a sinner because if we don't realize oh, where we stand can we ever come into the light can we ever hear the truth again can we ever speak words and people believe us or are we just working the angle or the next thing the next deception oh I didn't know yes I'm going to tell you if you repeat something that isn't true and speak it as it's a true as if it was the truth you are a liar and the Lord's going to listen you cannot believe the words of a liar and carry them as if they were the truth and repeat them before you'd even repeat the word of God there's people that will avoid telling the truth only then to repeat a lie from the one that they fear to tell the truth to because somehow It'll inter- it'll intervene or interrupt the relationship they're having. There's people and I don't talk to. Why? Because they've rejected the truth. And when I talk to them, it's my responsibility to tell them the truth. And I don't want to hear the truth. And that's where the Bible comes in and says, "Cast not your pearls." before swine. Now I'm not telling you that your lost loved one, which is some of, every one of us, right? We all have lost loved ones. And there's some of them that I will not tell the truth to because they don't want to hear it. Now it's not that I purposely avoid telling the truth to them, but it's that they purposely avoid me. And I'm going to honor that. I could hunt them down. I could... Uh, bombard them with text messages and 
social media, uh, whatever you'd call them. I could poke them or uh, tweet them or whatever. But listen, uh, once again, over and over, uh, when we speak words only for six months later for uh, me to find out that's not true, listen to this. Can you imagine? I work with Elam. Can you imagine? Uh, Elam says, Daryl, can you come in and work uh, uh, in the evening? And I tell him, no, Elam, I'm holding a revival. Um, but yet, uh, he asked me to come in Wednesday night. Uh, we had an emergency call. And I said, no, Elam, I'm holding a revival. But I ain't holding a revival altogether. I'm holding it with another fellow. Uh, but it wasn't my turn to preach that night. Uh, he was to preach. Did I tell the truth? Or did I tell a lie? Well, depends on what your opinion is. Yes, I'm holding revival, but I wasn't preaching that night. Wouldn't the truth, the unadulterated truth, be better? Uh, but then you find out later, or Elam finds out uh, through the grapevine or whatever, uh, that Daryl didn't preach Wednesday night. Will he feel like he was lied to? Uh, let me ask you this. If I uh, come to you and I, and I tell you and I say, oh, I, I seen that you's on, a, uh, that somebody said you posted on, oh, uh, I wish I knew all these things. Instagram, I think that's one of them, ain't it? Uh, Instagram. I, and you say, well, I'm not even on Instagram, only for me to have somebody come to me six months later and said, look what so-and-so posted on Instagram. Were you lying then or are you living a lie now? Uh, these things matter. And they matter because uh, we bring a reflection of the church. You might go out and think nobody knows. Uh, when you're sitting in the middle of McDonald's uh, and you have, you're listening uh, with all your friends uh, to some video uh, or some snippet of a movie uh, that you ain't got no business uh, listening to. Uh, this world is smaller than you think. Uh, and you think that nobody knows knows what church you belong to, what office you hold. I'm telling you, Satan and all of his angels are carrying it and they'll take it as far as you. There was, listen, I heard a man for decades has been trying to get his sister in church where she could get saved and because of his own rebellion, what he had been trying to do in decades, in a moment of time, when he run down the preachers of this church and this church, he very might as very well might have damned her soul to hell. But if he hasn't, it's because we serve a merciful God. But what can we say of his own soul? Can we know of his own condition? Shall we believe the oracles of God? Shall we obey them? Is my unbelief a reason for you to not believe? God forbid. Let God be true and ever man a liar. And you'll stand speaking the word of God, speaking his truth, claiming his blood, or you'll be telling the lie. Yes, even in the presence of the Lord. That's what the Bible says, right? Oh, but Lord, we cast out devils in thy name. And he'll say, depart from me, ye workers 
of iniquity. But I don't drink. I'm not like my uncle. I've never tasted alcohol. I was raised in a Christian home. And I'm all right. But the Bible says, if you don't speak the truth of God, right? Well, then you'll be numbered with all the liars in this world. Jesus Christ, this is the beautiful part now. Jesus Christ came and died for me and you. He died for the hooker. He died for the murderer. Uh, he died for the liar. He died for the drunkard. Uh, he died for the, uh, uh, the railer. Uh, he died for the, uh, uh, the obstinate. Uh, he died for the, rebellion, uh, uh, the rebellious. Uh, all that we face in this life, uh, His grace is sufficient. Uh, uh, his enabling grace uh, uh, will give you the power uh, if you believe the Word of God, if you believe His oracles, uh, if you say and determine in your mind uh, that the unbelief of another uh, ain't going to prop up my unbelief, uh, uh, that the lies of the wicked uh, ain't going to uh, muddle up my mind. Uh, I see it as somebody saying, why on earth uh, do they like this and like that? Uh, why on earth does this appeal to them uh, and that appeal to them? Uh, and I'm somehow uh, supposed to defend uh, uh, the wicked. I will not do it. Uh, I'll tell them like I'll tell you uh, uh, that God's grace is sufficient. Uh, but it's not all that say, Lord, Lord, uh, that's going to enter in. Uh, it's not all that are chosen uh, uh, that will see heaven for God himself said I chose twelve and is not one a devil think about it now and yet we stick out our our chest with pride and say Jesus chose me or even worse I chose Jesus and I'm telling you if you do not repent if you don't walk in his truth you'll stand before him undone I tell you let God be true and every man a liar that makes me tremble when I get up in the morning and I say this is a day this is the day that the Lord has made let us re am I rejoicing or am I speaking a lie have I claimed this day for the glory of God or is it just empty words on my lips. We can, we can have a no-so salvation, uh, but not by unbelief. Not in unbelief. Not in turning our back on the commandments of God. All right, now, we mentioned several instances where it's hard, ain't it? So how would we handle that situation? Well, if you're concerned about the truth, well, then you won't make blanket statements like you know or are all-knowing. You know, it's utter foolishness. We hear people uh, defend their children. My child will never do. You don't know what your child do, and you're just telling a lie and covering up for them. Oh, no, I'm not. I don't know. Listen, God does. 
God does. I remember one time, a long time ago, somebody came to me, and my son was living in sin. He wasn't living under my roof no more. And this fella felt like he needed to line, line me out about all that my son was doing. And what an awful person he was, and, and no doubt how it was a reflection on me. And then he come to me, and he said, well, my son said this about your son. Well, I didn't have no reason to not believe it. And I wasn't defending my son. But I come with this simple answer. I said, but the problem is, and then I said his name, is we've got one liar lying about another liar, and we don't know who to believe. Right? Just for an instance, he bowled up. And then he realized I was right. He bowled up, and I said, right, your son's a liar. Well, I don't think... It don't matter what you think. <laughs> don't matter if you think he's telling the truth today. If he's telling the truth today, it's only to bolster or support a lie. He's already told or he's going to tell in the future because that's what liars do. Right? And that's why we have to avoid the very appearance of evil. What evil? Any evil, including lying. Because you destroy your reputation and listen, I can hug your neck. You can come to the altar. I can hug your neck and kiss your cheek. But that don't make you an honest man. That makes you forgiven. And that's the only way we can start anew. Right? But are you going to leave an honest man? Are you going to tell the truth when it brings to you hurt? Are you going to... Because see, this is how it is. We come clean. And we repent to our Lord and Savior. But those lies are still out there. And they're still working their work. They're still making sinners doubt. They're still making Christians cry. They're still making others not believe the Word of God because of your own unbelief. And you think it's all under the blood. But it's still working work. That's why the Bible tells me and you, right? That if there be any sick among you, let him come and call the elders of the church. And then what do he say? Any sins that need to be forgiveness. There is a sickness that is between our ears. That is greater than any physical sickness that we can experience. And that is the sickness of telling yourself a lie and then being stupid enough. To believe it. The next time you do that. And we all do it. This is how delusional. Daryl is. Daryl steps on the scales in the morning. And when he sees the number that rolls up there. He says. Well there's no way I'm that heavy. What I do. <laughs> I just told a lie. <laughs> I told a lie to myself. There is no way. I don't know how many times. Our floor ain't very level. You know, um, we got a wooden floor, and, and, the, uh, and the old wooden floor isn't perfectly sanded, right? There's little humps and all of that. And that scale, that scale, if it's not sitting level, will give you a false reading. Well, uh, to my shame, I have moved that scale around five or six times and stood on it every time because I didn't want to believe the scale. That's the nature of us all. Oh, when we read the Word, and the Word ought to be a mirror, right? Well, we don't want to believe it. But I'm telling you, 
Let God be true and every man a liar. So then what are you going to do? Are you going to call that scale a liar? Or are you going to do something about it? Right? And that's why the Bible says, confess your faults one to another. Right? Let me ask you something. And this ain't going to happen. Uh, uh, let me ask you something. If you heard the rumor that Daryl was driving around with some, uh, I don't know, with some red, well, yeah, with some redhead. Daryl was driving around in his, uh, you know, this, this Volkswagen diesel uh, that he has. It's a middle-aged crisis thing, even though he ain't middle-aged anymore. He's 50. And there's a redhead in the car. And she was young and pretty. So we know that there's very few redheads in my life. But this one that he's with, his young beauty is in the eye of the holder. And I had, another, I had a man the other day call me a young man, a young sir. And I thought to him, I'm looking all around, right? And, uh, but listen, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Everything is in reference to that, right? But listen, if Daryl was doing that very thing, and I come to the altar, what ought I to do? Huh? Now some don't come to the altar till the secret's out. And that's, there's a problem there, right? Because is he really repentant of what he did? Or is he working an angle? Is he sorry that he got caught? And so there it is. And there's whispering. And everybody said, hey, oh, him and his wife's having marital problems. Did you hear? Right? And all along, there's people that if this isn't true, what are they doing? They're telling a lie. And if it is true, what do I need to be doing? If I've come to the altar, I need to make it right. Right? And it might be no more than what happened to me when I was a very young man. And that very thing happened. I was working for Gen X. And the livestock specialist in Lebanon was a woman. And we drove all the way out there to uh, in Highway. I had cattle on the Gasconade River. Uh, and I was going to, I'm obviously uh, a salesman of genetics, we'll put it that way. And we had a bunch of bulls that were, uh, I had a bunch of calves out of bulls that we were selling. And I drove all the way down there, and she was just out of college. I was, uh, I was 30, I was 30 years old, and she's probably 24, 25. And man, I'm just, you know, I'm, I mean, just, uh, I didn't. I, I, all I grew up with was sisters. We're having this conversation, and I'm trying to, boy, I'm just thinking, you know, my gears are just going in my head. If I could get her on board to, uh, 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 to Gen X, well, then she she works with all these children and uh, uh, in ag class and this and that. I'm going to be able to make a lot of money, and I'm driving. We go all the way out there. And then we were on our way to my house because I had cows there too, right? All the way to my house, and it occurred to me, Somebody sees me with this woman in my truck. It never occurred to me at that point in time. Right? And it might be nothing more than something like that. Right? Was that appropriate? In today's society, there's, not a, there's very few people that would say that what I did was inappropriate. But if I am so careful... And I don't want my good to be even evil spoken of, right? If I wanted to avoid the very appearance of evil, what did I just open myself up to? And so, 
The scandal is, you know, my what happened was is my sister, my sister's aunt, and this is all that we can figure. That's the only time I could figure. She seen me, and she spread it around everywhere that me and my wife was having troubles. Right? Hmm. But say, it was different. Where do I find peace? Where do I find peace? At the altar. But how do I bring peace? That's why the Bible says, confess our faults one to another. That's why each and every one of us, I can be rooting for you, and you can be rooting for me, right? And that's why we kind of was, I don't know if it's disturbed you or not, but I, the other Sunday we was mentioning about a cannibal. Can a cannibal get saved? You know, it's something to think about, right? And then once a cannibal's a Christian, should he work at the morgue? And I just thought people thought that was funny. But as, as a brother, as your, what shall we say, as your cheerleader, don't I owe it to you to say, hey, guy, this might not be the best thing. And you can brush it all away. And that'll be between you and God. But sometimes to make things right, we have to destroy the lies. Right? Because then we all know, we all know that you are now a lover of the truth. And that's quite different then quit telling lies. Let's get some song to sing. That's hard. That there, my friend, is really hard. But God's grace is sufficient. Are you careful of your own reputation? Are you careful of your brothers and sisters? That's right what we was reading about, right? So therefore let us tell the truth and that we are brothers and that we're not to love uh, that we're not to lie to our brother. Uh, because not because uh well I should lie about a lost man, but don't lie about your brother like the um like uh well I won't say who, but uh, uh one particular de- denomination, that's what you know, it's okay to do all this to, to everybody, but don't you do that to a member, right? Ain't that sick? That's not what the Lord was saying there. Is that we all are members of the body of Christ. And when you lie to your fellow member, you lie to the body. You are actively just trying to destroy what God would have us build. You're actively, through your actions, showing the world your unbelief. That you don't believe that God's going to destroy the liar. Right? If I'm driving around with women, I'm declaring to the world, I don't believe that God is going to destroy the adulterer. You say, Daryl, well, I, now that's entirely different. Listen, we need to avoid the very appearance of evil because I don't have to commit the sin if I am so entangled with those that do. Uh, then my words, my testimony uh, uh, carries no weight whatsoever. Uh, they don't hear me. 
And we've all been guilty of it, haven't we? uh, Somebody was saying just the other week, she said uh, she listened to a preacher that she'd heard uh, uh, some things about uh, that he didn't preach all the gospel, uh, uh, that he believes uh, uh, that a man uh, uh, can be divorced and remarried and be all right. Uh, And she said, I listened to a message uh, uh, that he preached uh, and I wonder if that's true. Uh, Why? Because uh, uh, that message was right down uh, uh, the line but you know what it wasn't a message on adultery uh, but you, uh, but what we need to understand is uh, God's words the truth uh, whether we live by it or not uh, uh, God can convict uh, uh, the sinner uh, when a liar tells the truth uh, but what changes the community you live in uh, is when uh, uh, those that know the truth live by the truth uh, and won't walk uh, in unrighteousness righteousness and that ought to be the desire of each and every one of us and if it is then we can have revival if it is we can see our prayers being answered if it is we can have a burden again for those that we long to see on the altar but I'm afraid there is some here that have already surrendered to the fact that there might be another way that surely God will see to it that he makes another way let God be true and every man uh, every man a liar it don't matter what the world says what matters is what God says and that is established in heaven and there ain't nobody that's going to be able to get there to tear it down there's nobody that's going to rise above our righteous God why is it for anybody trembling today why aren't you afraid have you went so far as to believe the lies that was spoken by Satan in the the garden. Has God said, has he said it? Is it true? And will you stand before him undone? Go ahead.